Good morning, good morning, good morning. We're live. We're good morning, live. Good morning, good morning. We are live. And you know what that means. Take a second, comment, share, like. If this is your first time here, then make sure that you hit the notification bell and join the Empowerment Duo page. And today we do have a topic to it's start trying to on this, share as well. On this wonderful Wednesday, wonderful Wednesday. Today is a great Wednesday. We are going, we actually have a topic, babe. We do have a topic. And we've kind of been ramping up to this topic all week, really. But we're going to talk about today. What is it that makes us laugh? What is it that makes us laugh? I saw an animal documentary said that laughter is one of the things that make people unique from animals. Oh, okay. Yes, because they don't laugh. Animals don't laugh. Can you except think of a, hyenas. That's not really a laugh. That's it's, like a bark. It's okay. But it's Good morning. My name is Brian McNeil. And I am Lisa Santiago McNeil. And thank you for joining us on our show, Let's Talk About It. We come to each Monday through Friday right here on the SIBN Network, on iHeartRadio, YouTube, TuneIn, as well as Facebook Live. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Like, 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 like. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Hey, Michelle, I have missed you. I know you've been shuffling all of them kids off to college and everything and celebrating your husband and all kind of good stuff. We're do glad it, to see you black in, it, back in the it, house. That's right. That's right. That's right. Good morning, Dr. Good morning, Beverly. Dr. Beverly. What's good morning, up? Chef Rev, how you doing, my in brother? In the house. Like I was saying before, we've been kind of ramping up to this topic. What is it? What? That is makes it? us laugh. What makes you laugh? You know, I wrote a first off. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Oh, always amazing to be next to you. Yes, she is. Man, this one guy last night, he was talking about, you know, I have an amazing stand-up comedian, Michael. I have an amazing wife, and I talk about her everywhere I go. I was thinking, yeah, I could say that, too, because I have an amazing wife. I talk about her everywhere I go. And then he says, now she requires me to do it, but I don't mind, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it is required. And I'm glad you don't mind. <laughs> you remember initialing that document, right? <laughs> yeah, I do remember initially a place or two in that document. A place document. or two in that document. Yeah. Oh, Lord. But um, that's an example, though, of um, we're going to talk about what makes us laugh. What makes us laugh? What do you think makes us laugh? Not us, but us, like a collective yes. people. What makes us laugh? You know, I wrote an article way back in <laughs> 2012. Mm-hmm. And it was the article was called The Five Things That Make Us Laugh. And I wrote that article and I also used that article as a speech. <coughs> to compete in Toastmasters hum- humorous speech competition. Yes. Good morning, beautiful Arizona morning from Jacqueline to the environment. I bet it is a beautiful Arizona morning this morning. Do they have seasons? Does Arizona have seasons? That's Jacqueline. Now. Jacqueline, does there. Arizona have seasons? Like um, all four of them. All four of them. Do you even have a winter? Yeah. But anyway, um, well, I wrote this article season. back in 2012 called The Five Things That Make Us Laugh. And the five things that make us laugh back then, um, things that make us laugh were things like surprise tends to make people laugh. 
insults tend to make people laugh. Um, when they're insults about somebody else. Well, it goes it goes cyclically. For a while, you know, it's more funny when you're making jokes about other people. But then for a while, it seems to become more funny to make fun about yourself, jokes about yourself. Yeah. And then you go back into roasting, and now it's make funny again, making fun of other people. I don't like roasts. You don't like roasting, but a lot of people do. I watch them on YouTube, you know, roast competitions. Only when they're really roasty. Like, I don't, I didn't, I never liked the dozens when we were kids. Um, the mama jokes. It was almost a job requirement when I was in the sixth grade or seven. <laughs> That's right. That you had to be able, we called it ranking back then. Yes, we had to rank on people, mama. Yeah, or rank on them or their mama or their clothes, their family. You had to rank. And uh, I remember, seriously, I was good at it, you know, but I had to like, it was like a daggone job. You had to study and prepare. <laughs> what if Richard say something to me today? I got to get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Michelle said, kids make you laugh. Yes, they do. Yes, they do make us laugh. Our Good kids morning, Vicky. Laugh. Vicky, how are you this morning? Johnny, what does the word apathy mean? I don't know and I don't care. Good, Johnny. See, that's kids <laughs> making us laugh. But it's also an example of puns, you know, misusing of words and all that stuff. He actually knew exactly what it meant, but he didn't know. He didn't know what the word meant. <coughs> he knew what the feeling meant. A lot yes. of times we all know that. We know and we know intrinsically. Actually, that's how we learn many of the things that we learn. Many of the words that we learn is through the context before we learn the word. Uh, Glenda said jokes make her laugh. Michelle says Steve Harvey makes her laugh. What kind of jokes? Yeah, what make kind of jokes you make you laugh? And what element of Steve Harvey? You know, Steve Harvey has like uh, fifteen jobs. So does he make you laugh when he's talking, when stand he's announcing, up. when he's doing stand up, when family he's on the food. radio, when he's on Family Food? Like where? Good morning, Gwen, darling. Thank you for joining you us know, this um, morning. No, we got these um, sleeping gummies. Okay. And Lisa could knock out a whole one by herself. And if I do one of the gummies, I'm like down slow motion for the next day. I so, haven't taken them in a few days. But what I do now is I take like a pinch off of one of the gummies. And uh, sometimes I take a pinch and it seems like it's so small. I take a little bit more of a pinch and then now I'm sleepy. But now I learned I got to take like just a fingernail sliver of it. That's all I need. Random. Yeah. You want to say why you mentioned that? Because I just yawned and I caught myself yawning. On and the show. so the part that you were talking about earlier was um, that it carries over. Yeah, for me. It carries over for you. Yeah. Jacqueline says, yes, Arizona has two seasons. Hot one month. Hot, hot. Another month. Hot, hot, hot. About two <laughs> months. And I'm glad to live in Phoenix. Perfect weather for about eight months. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that. Hot and then hot, hot. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys don't have rain. I know. Um, who has the rainy season? Uh, Washington has the rain, right? Yeah, Washington, Seattle. There, they yeah, have rain. they have a lot of rain. A lot of rain in this country. I don't. Like but when we think of rainy season, I think of like Africa. You know, when the, when the winter is just a rainy season. Yeah. No, I don't like the rain. Okay. I Good like morning, what the rain Brown. does, but I don't like the rain. How you doing? So, um, so tell us what makes you laugh. You know, when you say puns, because you say that oftentimes, when you say puns, what do you mean by puns? All of those dad jokes are puns. Uh, puns are jokes that when you misuse a word or use a word for more than one meaning to make us laugh. You know, there are a lot of puns that make us laugh. You know, like, you know, um, uh, I was reading this book on um, anti-gravity. 
And I couldn't put it down. I couldn't put it down, you know. <laughs> How come you can't hear psychiatrists in the bathroom? How come? Because the P is silent. <laughs> Thank you, Glenda. Glenda says, you guys make us laugh. <laughs> Steve Harvey on the morning shows makes Michelle laugh. Yes, I like you know, Steve. I, I was in the park. And I couldn't figure out why this Frisbee kept looking like it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it hit me. And then it hit me. (laughs) (laughs) Beverly says, I have fun laughing at the devil because I know whatever it is, it's not going to prosper. I'm going to win. and God is going to get the glory. Amen. Amen. You know, I I like that that, um, Dr. Beverly said that because I I once saw um, a quote that just kind of made me not worry about my problems anymore. It said that God is not impressed by your problems or situations. He's not impressed. He's not impressed. And they didn't catch him by surprise. And they didn't catch him off guard. And for some reason, that just kind of like took some pressure off of me. Yeah. I actually had, um, I had a great session this morning, reluctantly. Reluctantly. session? Uh, my workout session this morning, my 30 minutes on the treadmill, it was reluctantly, although I got straight up at time and I went down straight on down and got on it. There was a war going on in my mind for an entire hour up until the time that I finally got downstairs, really? although I was an on hour. time. There was an hour. There's from some six wins in this. You know that, right? Oh, absolutely. I know that there's some wins in it. There were some wars that went on. There were some thoughts. There were some uh, reasons. You worked out twice yesterday. You don't have to work out again today. There were some. Oh, there was. You could justify not working out. Lots and lots. You know, you're still tired, even though you're not. Because I had got up an hour before. I got up an hour before I was supposed to get up. A whole hour. Like a whole hour, I could do so many things with a whole hour, but. I could also get lost in the hour and miss the end of the hour and keep going. Well, I made it downstairs. I got on. I got on the treadmill. Shout out to ERGJ, Evan Jefferson, and and the BBC. We got on. We got our 30 minutes in. I was three minutes uh, late because I actually put shoes on um, today, this morning. So I was three minutes late finding my shoes. I don't even know when I have worn those sneakers last because I exercise and walk around and do everything barefoot. But that treadmill was starting to get to my feet yesterday. So I was three minutes late. And then the treadmill barefoot, but that, I know, I know. Uh, so you got on there and you did your thing. I did my last three minutes at a higher pace. It was a brisk print because I got to get that sweat. Anyway, and um, I got it in and I conquered the thing that tried to not happen. And I am Dr. Beverly says, that. Melissa posted something yesterday which gave me chills. It talked about how we can have a conversation with God and tell God that we are allowing, following the pieces. And he, and he says, leave them there. I'm not a puzzle. It's not me falling to pieces. It's me becoming and becoming. And I hope Miss Vivian saw that one. Yes, that was been floating around. God, heal these broken pieces of mine. I'd rather not. Nah. Mm-hmm. They're not your pieces. Well, first off, you're not a puzzle, okay? And you know, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Okay? Yeah. 
And sometimes it's a breaking away. That's why um, the the uh, you've never seen a butterfly wearing a caterpillar sash. Mm-hmm. When they have become the butterfly, the caterpillar no longer exists. Right. They have evolved into who they are supposed to be, who they were always supposed to be. There are not any adult caterpillars. They were always supposed to become butterflies. That's ridiculous too to think about. You know, I used to be a butterfly. I mean, a caterpillar. Let me let me go hang out with my caterpillar friends. They or... can't. <laughs> let they me can't. hold like a little bit of my caterpillar fur. You know, make a sash. <laughs> caterpillar sash. No, no, we can't do that. There's that's so many life life messages. No, here's in my, the butterfly. You know, baby, I was um, I was walking past a cemetery. And as I just as I got past the gate, like the enter, this daggone, you know how they put the caskets on these rolling gurneys? They had a casket on one of them, and they kind of like rolled out onto the street. Nobody around. I'm like, what the heck is this? So I started walking. I didn't want to mess with it. You know, I figured someone had to come. And the casket started rolling towards me by itself. This was scary to me. So I started yeah. walking faster. And the casket started rolling towards me faster. And I started like to run. And the casket sped up to keep up to me. And I ran to my home, which was around the corner. And it was upstairs. And I ran upstairs. And the casket rolled up the stairs. I went into my home. And the casket knocked down the door. Came. I was terrified. You know, I ran to my bathroom. I didn't know what to do. I mean, just like in a panic, I reached in my medicine cabinet and I started throwing things at it. And I grabbed a bottle of cough syrup and threw it at the coffin. And then the coffin stopped. Chef Rev, please come See, and take him away. That's a pun, but it's a complicated pun. And it's a long journey. It was a long journey. <laughs> I knew it. And I was trying to keep my face and trying to keep my interest. and kind. Of, but good gracious. We went the long way for yes, that one. Yes, that was a funny one. Was, I always like that joke. I know you love that joke. Uh, Galinda says she had the workout reluctantly also. She got up late. She couldn't find the outfit. She stamped her couldn't toe. find the outfit. Stomped her toe. Stomped my toe on and finally got with ER, got in with ERGJ. I eventually got 3,000 steps after walking one hour. So if you use your pedometer, your step counter on your phone, even on the treadmill, it counts your steps, right? It doesn't count my steps. Oh. It counts my distance. It doesn't count my steps. But I may uh, go online today and order the um, the the watch from Evan mm-hmm. uh, that will count my steps even on the treadmill. Okay. Uh, shout out to ERGJ. He has the WeFit watch. I, I don't tip. I'm not typically able to wear a watch. I actually have a very high magnetic content to my body and it usually cancels out the watch That's very what attracts people to lisa <laughs> <laughs> see <laughs> no, no, a play on words there. Oh, sarcasm is funny you know sarcasm. Um, I, I saw somewhere they believe the first jokes ever told were had to be exaggeration or sarcasm Exaggeration was when you didn't mention that's one. right. Exaggeration or sarcasm, like they imagined cavemen sitting around, and one of the cavemen stepped on the fire and started jumping up and down. 
And then someone must have said, oh, he doesn't seem to like that too much. And that seemed funny to everybody else. That was sarcasm or exaggeration. You know, the fish. The yeah, I caught a fish. fish this big. Okay, this really. big. Yeah. <laughs> exaggeration is something that people find funny. Surprise is something that people find funny. You know. Yes, yes. While you think about uh, something that makes you laugh, you can share it with us. We'll be right back in a moment. We're going to hear a word from one of our sponsors. Oh. Hey, I am Lisa Santiago McNeil. I am the founder of Empowerment Publishing and Multimedia. There are so many stories that need to get told that I have the greatest opportunity to connect with authors that have figured some things out in life that they want to share with the world. And I am helping them to tell that story. First in print, then an ebook, and then an audiobook. We also help our clients with not just the written book, but also producing the audiobook so that they can actually become the voice that their audience hears in their ear as they encourage and support them to greatness. I can help you do the same. And I'm actually going to introduce you to a panel of experts that have created their own stories of overcoming that may be exactly what you've been looking for. Join us for the Empowerment Publishing and Multimedia Empowerment Showcase, where you get to meet the authors. The dates will be available on the screen, and I look forward to seeing and hearing from you then. If you've got a story to tell, if you have a story, if you have a book of self-help, personal development, or encouragement in a children's book, and you need some help getting it out of you, Reach out to me, my comments, my my links are in the comments, and I will definitely help you to bring your story to empower the masses. I am Lisa Santiago McNeil, and I am looking forward to working with you. Good job, baby. Thank you. <laughs> that um that that camera, we've got we've got a camera, a self, <laughs> it's supposed to be a self-recording uh tool that goes on the camera, but it moves even when I'm not moving. I feel like I'm running to catch up with it. But anyway, that works fine. The Empowerment Author Showcase, uh, the next Meet the Authors edition is on August the 22nd at 1 p.m. You'll be able to catch it virtually. August the what? August the 27th at 1 p.m. You'll be able to catch it virtually. We've got all of the latest authors that have come through the Empowerment Author Showcase. You will get to meet them. If you have not already purchased their books, you will have the opportunity to purchase your own autographed copy of them. And we're looking forward to letting you meet people who have gone through some things that they have figured some things out and they are now moving to the next level. And if that's you and you feel like you have an awaiting audience that would that would benefit from learning from what you figured out, well, reach out IamLisaSantiago.com and we will get you where you're ready to be. That's really the move. You know, the book, the um audio book, I mean the ebook and the audio book, that's really the move. Get your stuff out there, especially in your own voice. That's really the move. Connect with your audience. Building a business around your book. That's the move right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, good morning, Arthur Lynette. Thank you for joining us this morning. That's right. Wow, Michelle. Wow, 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 wow. Good morning, Brittany. Wow, 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 wow. It is time to get up and get busy about Wednesday work. Wednesday work. Wednesday. We love Wednesdays here. We In our training... We count. We put. We like to put our clients on a five-day work week. 
Okay, and anything you do on the weekends is bonus. Okay, bonerific. But the reason why we like put them on a five day work week is to track your week. Like we consider Monday the most important day because it sets the pace for your week. But we consider Wednesdays the second most important day of the month. And I'm hoping Julie Ray Hammontree comes on here today. But we consider, I mean, the week Wednesday is the second most important day because Wednesday is right in the middle of the week, and we consider Wednesdays evaluation day. We believe that on Wednesdays, to my fellow entrepreneurs, you should be asking yourself two questions every Wednesday. And we've mentioned it 50 times on here over the years, but I'm going to mention it again real quickly right now. The two questions you're supposed to ask yourself. Supposed to ask yourself. On a Wednesday, especially if you're an entrepreneur, is number one question is, what am I doing correctly? What am I doing the right way? Ask yourself and answer for yourself. What am I doing the right way or even kind of the right way? It only have to be 100% the right way. And this is based upon how you use time that week. Between Monday, Tuesday, and this point of the day, what have I done the right way? Have I made enough contacts? Have I read anything? Have I studied anything? Have I called anybody? Have I sent out anything? What am I doing the right way to build my business? Ask yourself that question and answer for yourself that question. That's question one. Question one. Question two. Question number two is, if I had this time to do over again, what would I have done differently? Note, I don't want you to ask yourself, what am I doing wrong? That's the wrong question. That's the wrong question. It'll start you down the wrong tangent. Your brain is so fertile and active. If you ask yourself, what am I doing wrong? Your brain's going to find an answer to that, too. All the things that were wrong. (laughs) All the things that were wrong. Shout out. um, That's right. uh, Author Lynette. Good morning. Good morning. Jacqueline said, my son is always sharing things that make him laugh. And for some reason, I never get it. However, him thinking (laughs) he is funny makes me laugh. Bless his heart. He acts like it is his mission in life to make me laugh. And because he works so hard at it all the time, it is hilarious to me. I love that. Absolutely. I love when people who can laugh at their own jokes. Chef Rev said, Brian, keep your day job. I get it. I get it. I am going to keep my day job. Victoria Green has a... um, We have a lot of comments. Yeah. Go back up. Okay. Uh, George, I'll keep your day job. Brittany says, good morning. Good morning, Brittany. Michelle's like, wow. With the audiobooks, yes, wow. All in that. Uh, what did she say? Good morning, family. Mm-hmm. Um, someone says something about the coffin stop. I saw it. It's you scrolling fast. The coffin. Yeah. I missed it. Steve Harvey morning shows, you guys. I remember after that, the hot, hot seasons. Okay. I didn't see your coffin. Maybe yeah, the coffin stop right there, back, back to Beverly. Oh, <laughs> lol! I was scrolling. The coughing, coffin, coffin stop. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Absolutely. Michelle's wow. Mm-hmm. Um, my son got that already. Leanne, good morning, Leanne. Sounds great. I have one of Brittany's books. She's the bomb. She's the bomb. Take a picture. Um, that's one thing you could do for your friends to support their business. Um. We don't cost any money. If you buy anything from them or if you have their book or any of their products, take a picture with you holding that product and send it to them, and then they will use it to promote further. Yes. Brittany says, this morning in a little bit, I'm going to be on Shanrika Crawford, Benjamin's show. Uh, Kids love money and just don't understand it. Another empowerment author. Uh, what's your story? Tune in this morning at 10 a.m. on Facebook Live. Amen. Amen. We've got a lot of empowerment authors on here. I'm always have excited shows. to I'm have gonna them. I'm going to be on show sometime. Um, I think in September I'm going to be on her show as well. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, good job, Brittany. 
getting booked. That's another thing, too, entrepreneurial friends. Get yourself booked. Get yourself on somebody else's stuff. show. Let them build the audience. But make sure you ask yourself these two questions. What am I doing correctly? And what would I have done differently? Notice you'll notice some trends when you start asking, what would I have done differently? And if you notice trends, you can work to fix them. Now, don't ever do this, entrepreneurial friends. What would I have done differently? If I had this Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to live over again, what would I have done differently? Man, there's nothing I would have done differently. I did everything perfectly. Please don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. Leanne said, yes, that's happening. Picture with Brittany's book. Woohoo! Um, author Lynette says, Pierre has been trying out some new comedy material, but they ain't funny. But a lot of old lady cougars are encouraging him. So not funny. <laughs> they're, they're probably funny to somebody. Lynette. They're funny to him. <laughs> right. And sometimes the unfunny jokes are funny. Sometimes those jokes that make you go, oh. Actually, when it comes to puns, the louder the groan, the better the joke. Okay. If they go, ah, oh, that means somebody's going to really like that joke. Good morning, Brother Mark. What makes you laugh? What makes you laugh? What makes you laugh? You know, surprise makes people laugh. You know, like these two men were out hunting. And all of a sudden, one guy like clutches at his chest and falls down, and he's like breathing in spurts. And the other guy's like in a panic, you know, he's like, you know what's going on. So he takes out a cell phone, he calls nine one one, and then the guy that's clutching the chest just goes, uh, uh, oh, and he's like barely breathing. He calls nine one. My friend Charlie, he fell out. We're out in the woods. I don't know what to do. He might be dead. I'm not sure. He's having a heart attack. I don't know what's going on. Like, calm down, calm down, calm down. First off, let's make sure he's dead first. Let's see if he's dead first, okay? Okay, hold on. Boom! Okay, now what? <laughs> what? I don't know what to do with you. I don't know. That's a surprise joke. Is that a surprise joke? Yes. See, that stuff that makes people laugh. See, it made you go, ugh. But somebody else would have laughed at that joke. <sighs> All right, Dr. Beverly. She's calling him out. Joss William Ball. Brown is in the house. Hey, Bill. <laughs> it may be too early for that. <laughs> I'm so glad to see you, Bill. Hey, you know, Bill. This um, blind man with his seeing eye dog walk into the bar. Okay? Blind man with his seeing eye dog walk into a bar. And he gets a few steps into the bar. And then he starts swinging the dog around by the leash like this. And the proprietor, whoa, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Just looking around. <laughs> he was just, you see, he was using I the dog. <laughs> just looking around, baby. William Brown, how are you, my brother? Good to see you. Yes, Arthur Lynette, I am with you. <laughs> I am with so you. So what makes, see now, if you're one of these people, Arthur Lynette, who can only talk about what's not funny or what don't make you laugh, what does, what is? Bill says, I'm going to have to watch the replay to get that joke. Maybe we all do. See? See, now even that, I gotta watch the replay. That's because sometimes people can't figure out the joke. Okay, that's what that is. Okay. Well, yeah, like the joke. <laughs> good morning, beautiful people from Felicia. Good morning, Felicia. 
Whew, can I have your water or do you need it? No, I'm good. Sometimes jokes are more complicated. Sometimes people like the short jokes. It's just like boom, boom, one-liner jokes, you know? One-liners or the punchline only joke. <laughs> yeah, it's like our friend Barry Sobel. Barry we not both like Barry Sobel. He would just tell punchlines and then see if you guys can catch up, you know? <laughs> which which you thought was brilliant, actually. Yeah, absolutely. I just write But you know, sometimes out. um, it don't have to be a joke to make us laugh. I, when I was in the Army, there was this dude named Cavanus. His name was Cav last name was Cavanus. Cavanus, you and Cavanus could be sitting next to each other, and Cavanus could see the same <laughs> thing you saw, and Cavanus would make it funny. It would be hilarious. Cavanus would watch that same thing. The way he would, like somebody walking to a soda machine, putting change in the soda machine, and getting the soda, and then walking away. Okay. Cavanus would see that same scene and do a whole standard routine about that. You know, it'd be hilarious to you be on the floor. You saw the same thing he saw, but he made it funny. My Uncle Butchie is the king of that. <laughs> My Uncle Butchie is the king of that. That's right. Arthur Lynette dropped the mic. Oh, wait. Was there something before drop the mic? No. The expression. The quick, that's a pretty good emoji, too. <laughs> the hair and everything. Um, Bill said that looking around joke was funny and bad. It certainly was. <laughs> Jacqueline says, what am I, what I am doing right is waking up with the empowerment duo. Seriously, God knew it would make my day. It gives me energy, like an amazing cup of coffee because I am a night owl. It's the first time in my life since being a mother of four, I have gotten up before noon with energy. Wow. <laughs> My hair salons were open from 12 to 12 midnight. Working women love their mornings are usually not my best hours. Actually, that makes sense to me <laughs> I get it. for a hair salon to be open 12 to 12. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. That makes sense to me. I actually went to the barber yesterday after holding on to my hairs for a long time because I couldn't find Actually, anybody. I like your cut. My baby was like, I was like, Lisa, go get a haircut. I don't know where to go. My barber's not working no more. Yeah. Like as if there's no more barbers because her barber... So I just did a little research. Turned out there was one that was within three miles of the house that happened to be. That took uh, me an hour to get there. That was because it was happened to be inside of a mall, which we hate. But um, black owned, got a great reputation. We know the people that started the place. So, hey, let's go there. Boom. Beverly says, a friend of mine said at church, when somebody stands up in front of you and the dress and their dress or parents, is in their tail and people that hurts when oh gosh she's using text to talk to uh hurts when used to call it crunching much i don't know you're gonna have to re you're gonna have to edit your typing before you hit send if you can for me um dr beverly because we certainly just don't know what it is uh authorness says just like oh hold on Bill says, I'm doing well. I woke up with my fam on my heart, so I wanted to check in. Well, we're glad you did. That's so nice that you did. Arthur Lynette said, just like you be almost broke your neck laughing so hard at one of Pierre's jokes. That's right. And Bill, uh, Mark, Brother Mark says, people make me laugh. Some of the things they do say and rationalize at times are hilarious. Also, the look people get when they know someone is lying <laughs> And utter that universal phrase. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like when you know they're lying, but you just want them to say it anyway. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I was at Tony's house. Uh-huh. You was at Tony's <laughs> Then you go, Tony! <laughs> you just left your house? You was it? He left your house? Your house. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Robin Harris. This is uh, 
uh, Dr. Beverly reminded me of this Robin Harris joke, the late, great Robin Harris. Baby kids. Yes, baby kids. He saw his buddy uh, right at the church. His buddy had a like a black eye. Man, what happened, man? He goes, man, Sister Jones, you know, big booty Sister Jones was sitting in front of me in church. And when she stood up, I noticed her dress was like stuck between her cheeks. And I didn't want her to be embarrassed or nothing like that. So I kind of like took it out for her. And she took it the wrong way, turned around and swung on me. And that's how I got this black eye. Mm-hmm. You know, like, dang, man, you got to leave Sister Jones alone. The next Sunday, um, I see my boy again. He got this, he got another black eye. Like, what happened? Man, Sister Jones was sitting in front of me again. And uh, when she stood up this time, the dress was not you know, caught in her cheeks. But I figured she must have liked it that way because last week. <laughs> to the door. To the door. To the door. Beverly, she, she updated. Let me read it. Okay. When people at church stand up in front of you and their clothes is in their tail, people at church call it crunch and munch. Wow. LOL. People in New York say take that envelope out. Yep, and people in Charlotte call it a bite. That's right, <laughs> just gross. But it makes you laugh, even though you call it just gross. It still makes you laugh. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, Jesus! Thank you. I'm glad you like the haircut. Baby kids, they don't die. They multiply. multiply. That's funny to everybody. Um, Arthur Lynette, just like Lisa's facial expression on. Talking about sex is priceless. Yeah. She's I guess she's talking about Mark Greer's when people, when you know they lying, mm-hmm. their facial expressions make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Um Napoleon Hill from Thinking Grow Rich, he talked about the importance of getting yourself a good laugh. So did Dr. Valbano. And he says, if you can, Napoleon Hill, he says, if you can't find something to laugh at, look in the mirror. That'll give you something to laugh at. And he says, and even if looking in the mirror doesn't make you laugh. Call me and I'll, I'll laugh, laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all need somebody to laugh at you. <laughs> They're all gonna laugh at me. They're all gonna laugh at me. My uncle Butchie was the king of voices, jokes, and making fun of people. Like he would be the um he would be the voice of the person. You know how like we, we do the people watching mm-hmm. and we're looking and we make up their stories. He would actually make up the story in a fake voice for them. And it was just, it was just a lot. Some people are funny like that. Yeah. Like my man Cabinets would have a sort of, like uh, I, I, they always go back to the soda machine because he watched this big dude go to get the soda machine. And he said, as soon as you get around the corner, you're going to see him bent over with his hands on his knees like, oh, oh, I need a soda. Like that was an emergency soda for him. And that don't make sense really. That's not that funny. But the way Cabinets do it, he just had us on the floor. You can see anything. The way the lady served his food, he'd make that a whole big old stand-up routine. George Allen says, I truly believe God has a great sense of humor. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I, the, I think so. I think if we're creating his image and likeness, it's obvious that it's an important element of who we are. Chef Rev, do you want to know how to make God laugh? Do y'all want to know how to make God laugh? Here's how you do it. Tell God what you're going to do. <laughs> Or even better, what you ain't going to do. Tell God what you ain't going to do. That's how you make him laugh. This is God. I'm going to do this and this. And what I ain't going to do is this and this. 
Arthur Annette. I'm talking about when we all get together. Lisa looks so embarrassed, like when I am sitting with these three fools. Like, why, why am, am I, I sitting t- with these three fools? Mm-hmm. She don't look oh, embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. She's not. She's I'm not embarrassed. Well, maybe sometimes I'm a little. Alicia Gardner also. Mm-hmm. Also, you guys know the side eye look. You you know the side eye look you give someone when they really thought they could try, but you're not having it. Not today. Not today. Not today. Not today. That's one of those ladies that are uh, one of the funniest news reporter interviews with his ladies like uh, not today. You know, I mean, come on, girl. That was funny. But my all-time favorite is Charles Ramsey. I I was sitting on my porch eating my McDonald's. <laughs> And it was astonishing. <laughs> Don't know white girl come out. <laughs> if a pretty little white girl jumping a big black man's arms, something's wrong. Dead giveaway. That's my favorite guy. Dead giveaway is your favorite part. <laughs> yeah. Dead giveaway. giveaway. <laughs> George Allison, tell him what your plans are. Absolutely. Uh, Beverly says, somebody called me last night and they said they need suspended on their, they need suspenders on their underwear because they can't keep them from rolling under the fat boy. <laughs> That I roll, that off, I the roll off the bed. Yeah, that's funny. That's there's funny. A lot of, um, but it's also true. Yeah, there's a lot of comedians talking about that. Even Brian Regan, who's another stand-up comedian that we like, he talks about how he knew he was gaining weight because his underwear started to roll over when he sat down or stood up. And he said, sometimes it happens without me doing either one. Now, that's kind of <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, oh, my This is definitely goodness. two cup of coffee day today. Oh, Lord. Do you have my... um? No, you don't. Whatever it is, my right. audio. I have the extender and I have the buttons, but I don't have the cord. Nope. I just got me one though. I bought me a new stand with a ring light and a mic. Because I have one right there. What? The ring light, the stand, and the mic. Where's the uh, mic? The lapel mic. Mm-hmm. Did you use it when you did your commercial? I didn't need it when I did my commercial. Apparently I used... not. I heard you loud and clear. Yeah, I use the um. The the rotation the, it's supposed to be a follow you camera, it's called a gimmo. I use the gimmo. Okay, gimmo. So anyway, it's nine thirty seven now. I appreciate you guys taking this journey with us about what makes you laugh. What makes you laugh? So we talked about jokes. We talked about kind of jokes. We talked about um, if I'm thinking about insults. Typically, make people laugh. Yeah, we talked about insults a little. Not bit. that much because well, we like you don't like no. them, but sometimes insults are funny because they're relief. You're laughing at them because it's not talking about you. It's talking about somebody else. Okay. Yes. And sometimes insults are hilarious until they're talking about you. That's exactly right. Um, oh, my goodness. George Allen said, I laugh so hard when people use the word conversate. In my mind, I hear my mother yelling, <laughs> that is not a word. It's converse. <laughs> However, it is now in the um, lexicon. I think uh, Webster has added it as uh, one of those words that if you say it enough, yeah. it'll become a word. Yes. Yeah. But yes, we got in trouble for Heavy conversating. Heavy used the word conversating in rap. That's so, said, it's, so it's obvious. We conversate a bit. Okay. If Heavy D puts it like that in the poetic prose, it's a word It's now. a word now. <laughs> um, what I was going to say, there's another word. The, uh, the other word that get, that gets me irritated is irregardless. 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 <laughs> but it is now in That's not even dictionary. a real word, but it is now. Okay. Well, it's in the dictionary both ways. Correctly and incorrectly, the it is a word. It always was a word because it included all the components it, to be a word. Regardless. Right, but it was used in the wrong way. 
I went to a stand-up comedy show, and there was a guy who talked about that was his dad's favorite word, and he would throw it in there anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> Just <laughs> random, because it was multi-syllabic, and it sounded like you knew what you was talking I about. I need you to take out the trash today, irregardless. <laughs> Exactly. Get in the car. Eric Gardens. <laughs> yes. Oh. Well, we wasn't allowed to say ain't. We wasn't allowed to say I couldn't freak. say in my we household. We wasn't allowed to call people a liar. Lie was the word. In my grandparents' home. My grandfather on my father's side was not a big guy, okay? And I was like 11. Okay, and I was never a skinny kid. I was never big. I was stout. You know, I was working out, pushing up, all that kind of stuff. And my sister Tracy and I got into an argument. She's the closest to me in age. And I said, and she was telling on me. And I said, that's a lie. And my granddad said, don't say that word in this house. Now, I'm close to his height at the time, okay? He looks slender to me, okay? There's no way that little man could really handle me, right? And what did that have to do with Price of Tea in China? Tracy said something else. She said, and I said, that's a lie. That little man grabbed me by my arm and lifted me off the ground. Good. He had me in the air. Good. As he tore my butt up. And I was taking the beating, okay, that fast. But I remember equal parts, ouch, ouch, this hurts. And how am I in the air with <laughs> That's what a grandparent will learn you. They learn you. Don't let the oh, taste fool you. What the heck was I doing in the air? Okay. <laughs> I bet you ain't say lie no more. Never again in his presence. <laughs> no way. I learned my lesson right there. That was the end of the... I got completely out of the same word lie game. I never learned the historical belief behind that. The other word we weren't able to say was fool. My great-great-grandmother would have a fit if we said fool. If you were calling someone a fool or if you were saying the word fool, and that was because in the Bible, the fools will find their place in the lake of fire. Mm. So that's why she didn't want you to have that word in your vernacular. But I didn't ever learn uh, the nope. lie. We had to say, stop telling that story. You are right. We could say lie right now. storytelling. I say, stop telling that story. I don't like that word lie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the generation that that, that um, identifies you of a woman of a certain age, Sister Gwen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love oh yeah, it. he had to show you who was the boss for real. You had to. You gonna learn today? <laughs> I was surprised, and I look back at that incident. I can still see me dangling, <laughs> <laughs> one handed on you. <laughs> <laughs> I told you don't say lie no more. It was like he was over by the window. <laughs> and I'm by the kitchen. Good and I'm in the air. <laughs> That's the other thing, too. My grandfather on my father's side, he used to sit. Uh, Kevin Hart did it. He used to sit in his chair at the window and talk junk about people all day. Okay. <laughs> I love it. He did. That's what he did. He lived in New York. He lived in Brownsville section of New York in a senior citizen's building on the second floor. And, um, and we used to go visit him there, but he'd always sit by that window and just watch people walk around. Look at that cat <laughs> drinking milk out the bowl. And he would talk <laughs> junk about people. And there would be people he genuinely didn't like <laughs> from what he saw. <laughs> oh, oh my that was my grandfather. Man, man. So we're going to um, thank people for tuning in with their greeting songs and their greeting logos today, baby.
In just do, a moment. Do we have time? In just a moment, we will. We'll definitely go through and thank everybody with that song. We're going to hear from one of our um, one of our testimonials right now. We'll give you just a moment. We'll be right back in a moment. Hi, my name is Roshana, and I want to tell you about Brian McNeil. I recently had a chance to participate in one of his workshops, and it blew me away. You know how as a coach, sometimes it's hard to articulate what you do and how you do it in a way that helps clients understand how you can help them solve their problems? Well, Brian helps you do just that as a coach. His philosophy and approach is easy to follow. He has a heart that is passionate for coaches. I love the fact that he not only gives you the what to do, but how to do it. Brian is a great sales coach. I highly recommend that you work with him, that you have a chance to participate in his workshops. You're going to get more than the what. You're going to get the how, and you're gonna get his heart and his passion. I, I like that testimony from Roshana. And, and it's so many things I like about it. One is I like how she became my client. And she's the giver of happiness. The giver of what? Happiness. The giver of happiness. Now, she took a free seminar I gave, a free workshop. You know, I offered a free workshop for coaches only. And she said, that seems interesting. I need it. And she took the free one. And she says, oh, that was amazing. I want to become his client. And then she became my full client. She paid in full for everything. But one thing I like about her is she got her results like right away. She started getting booked right away from colleges. You know, she took my training and like within the first couple of sessions, she started doing what I told her to do. And she got colleges booking her. And next thing you know, it was like, boom, she went from making no money to making a lot of money through colleges right away. I told her to find a list of, I'm going to create a list of 40 different universities that you want to book you. And she did everything I told her to do. And she started touching them. And tracking her touches. Next thing you know, you got lots of universities and lots of universities having her come back again and again and again because her messages that she put out there was good. She just needed a way to sell it. And uh, so I love that testimony from her and I love her story. Speaking of which, next week, Wednesday, maybe you know someone that's in real estate. Almost everyone knows someone in real estate. Next week, Wednesday, which will be the 18th, I'm going to give a workshop for real estate agents, real estate only. That includes real estate agents, realtors, mortgage lenders, and appraisers. Anyone that's working around the real estate game, I'm doing a public workshop just for them as well, 2 p.m. And it's called um, uh, What You Wish Your Company Had Taught You About Selling Your Services. What You Wish Your Company Had Taught You About Selling Your Services. I'm gonna have some secrets. You know, a lot of selling is communicable, but some of selling is unique to your industry. That's on the 18th. On the 25th, I'm going to do one just for coaches, just for coaches only, for coaches only, life coaches, business coaches, fitness coaches, wealth coaches, all kinds of coaches. I'm doing a free workshop just for them as well. That's for the last two uh, Wednesdays of this month. The last two Wednesdays of September, I'm doing one on um, for um, financial services and insurance agents only. You know, that's on the second to last Wednesday. And on the last Wednesday, I'm doing one for attorneys, CPAs, and accountants. Okay. So that's four that I have booked, four free ones that I have booked. So that's what Brother Brian's doing. So if you know someone that's in real estate first or a coach second, you know, the old adage, if someone's teaching, why don't you get taught? 
I promise you they'll thank you for referring to my free workshops and I'll get that information out to you. Or you can just raise your hand. I want to know about that and we'll let you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is time for us to salute, celebrate. Thank you for those who are consistent contributors to Let's Talk About It with the Empowerment Duo. And we're going to do that with a greeting song or a greeting logo. Like the first one up is Miss Michelle DeWitt and her jam is D-Wit, D-Wit, no, do it, do it, Michelle, do it, or something like that, right? D-Wit, D-Wit, Michelle, Michelle D-Wit. Let's go with that. <laughs> Good morning, my sister. How you doing? How's brother Chad? How's he doing? Speaking of couples, we're going to have, in the next week or two, next couple of weeks, we're going to charter a boat in the Charlotte area. We're going to charter a boat. And the boat seats 10. And we get to go out there all day, just have a good time on the water. The boat seats 10. Now, Lisa and I, that's two. That leaves eight. I know that they're getting it through um, our, our friend Lynette and her friend uh, Pierre's Connect. So that leaves only six people left. Room for only six more left. All right. Just putting that out there. Chef Rev, you and the missus should definitely come hang with us. But first cup. It will first be first, serve come, basis. first serve basis. <laughs> Once we get the details and the logistics, we will make some calls. Uh, Brian likes to make open invitations. I prefer to select the people that I, I like around. to select too. So however, okay. but we don't want to we don't leave opportunity for someone that we didn't think of right away. So I will do both. Okay. Um Dr. Beverly's here. Dr. Beverly. Is on the show. Good morning, Dr. Beverly. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Chef Rev is here. Uh, <clears throat> why must I eat like that? Why not hire Chef Rev? He puts the good food in me. Chef Rev, what's up, man? You put the note on the high part, and I put the note on the bottom part. If you want, you can do it that way. I, I, prefer, I, I can't. <clears throat> okay, what do you mean? How do you want us to do it? Why must lie? Why must I eat like that? Why, why must hire? Why not hire Chef Rev? He puts the good food in me. So what part do you want to do? You put he puts the good food in me. He puts the good food in me. Not 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 not. not. That's what I said. I ain't gonna me. I'll never go. <laughs> like okay, I'll try it again next time. Okay, Jacqueline Rosie. <laughs> Pretty little girl that I adore, you're the only one my heart beats for. I'm so glad that you are mine. Jack and Rosie, I'm so glad that you're mine too. I loved your comment earlier when you were talking about how this show has helped you to, to get up early. Okay, This show did the same thing for us. <laughs> it helped us to make sure, because we know we had to be somewhere at a certain time. Now, we work before the show, we work after the show. But no matter what's going on, we got to make sure we're here. And that has added stability to our days. <laughs> Miss Phyllis is here. Good morning, Miss Phyllis. So clear the way. Miss Phyllis is here. Now we can all have a great day. Good morning, Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, we, yeah, we have two. You know, we, we're not doing this because we think we're great singers. We're doing this because of celebration of you. And singing just feels good. It helps you get some oxygen in your lungs. And it helps you to not take yourself so seriously on, sometimes. Go. Um, Let's go. Glenda. Okay. Glenda's riding on the freeway. 
in makeup in her pink Cadillac. Ah. Alicia Gardner says, it's so funny when looking at these Karen videos, falling on the floor or running towards you saying, get away from me, just doing the most for no other reason than, than they couldn't use their privilege that day, so they immediately start acting out like a toddler. <laughs> Karma met their butt at the door and it was caught on video and went viral. Um, shaking my head, sit down, Karen. Glenda take love. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I, um, I haven't seen that. There's a lot of them, baby. Dr. Beverly is on the show. Good morning, Dr. Beverly. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I um I am always hey excited when you guys join. It's Brittany. It's Brittany. It's Brittany. Brittany Thomas is Brittany. It's Brittany. It's Brittany. Brittany. It's your time. It's your time. Yeah. Good morning. Brittany's second book, Don't Let the Wheelchair Fool Ya, is in its final stages, and we should have proof in hand. We got Miss Leanne here. <clears throat> and go ahead. Did you want me to go first? No. So go ahead. do that at? Go. And this <laughs> Leanne. It's Leanne. Time is a wheel in constant motion, always rolling us along. Tell me who wants to look back on their years and wonder where those years have gone. Sister Leanne is in the house. And at this table we sit. Making it legit. Because when Lynette hits the show, oh, shh. Come on, Arthur Lynette. How you doing? Come on, Arthur Lynette. It's time for Mark <clears throat> So wide you can't get around it. So low you can't get under it. So high you can't get over it. Mark Greer is under a groove. He's getting getting down, down just for the funk of it. Mark Greer is under a groove. Nothing can stop us now. What's Beverly talking about? She said something about um. She was making job. updates. We need a job baby update. We need a Blackwell product update. And where you at, Craig? Yes, we do. I'll tell Ja that because he'll love the. He's one of Ja and his wife. Um, not wife. Um, baby mama. Oh, they love talking not. about to me. Um, their baby. <laughs> William Brown is here. Everybody, stand up. Put your hand over your heart. <clears throat> Because we haven't done this one in a while. Stand up. Put your hand on your heart. <clears throat> Good morning to our friend Bill. Nobody thinks like him still. We love him so and we always will. Our friend Bill. Good morning to our friend hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Thank you for joining us today. And Felicia, we Love you. You're the one, the one for me. That's right. We must have gave Dr. Beverly double love today, but it's okay if we did. It's fine. She goes, thanks for the double love. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can always have double love. Wait a minute. So scroll back up. Uh huh. Uh, I'm Bill. Okay, good. I'm doing well. Okay, cool. We got that. Um, you know, we don't. We have never had a Tyrone on this show. 
I'm getting tired of you. <laughs> you don't never buy me, me nothing. nothing. I pay your way and your homeboy's way. And sometimes your cousin's way. <laughs> <laughs> they don't never have to pay. <laughs> Beverly says, this is so funny. I actually stood up and put my hand over my heart to sing the song. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Anybody know somebody named Tyrone? Have them come on the show. Although I'm sure they've heard the Tyrone song a million times. You've heard the Tyrone. Anybody named Tyrone has heard a million times. Anyone named Felicia has heard by Felicia. Felicia. I talked to a lady. Uh, I told y'all this story before. I called the lady. Her name happened to be Felicia. And I said, now, how often do you hear the jokes about Bob Felicia? And she went in. She goes, Brian... You wouldn't believe the joy people seem to have by being able to say by Felicia. It makes them feel so good. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You got to love saying by Felicia. Who does? By Felicia. She was so impressed how happy it made other people <laughs> to say it. Those things. What makes you laugh? What's, oh, we got a Felicia here. Laugh? Felicia, do you have a similar experience? You know how you notice how people just love to be able to say it. Felicia. Chris. She says too many times, bye, Felicia. And I say, bye. <laughs> <laughs> too many times. <laughs> Jacqueline says, talk about what makes me laugh. My youngest son has been a personal trainer for almost 20 years. And my oldest son waited until he is 43 to ask him to work out. Here's the funny part. Because he is working out from because he is working from home, I get to hear him scream out loud every time he moves. <laughs> I guess that could be funny. Ah. Tell you, it wasn't funny on that treadmill this morning. That first 10 minutes, I wanted to quit. Well, we got to go. It's 9.56. And we're glad that you came. We look forward to seeing, to seeing you tomorrow. And today is Wednesday hump day. So don't forget to have sex. <laughs>